morning, safety leaders, and welcome to this episode of the Safety Wisdom Tidbits, brought to you by the Reliance Steel and Aluminum Safety Team. This is episode number 21, and my name is Rick Lang, Safety Specialist for the Central Region. What is culture? What does culture mean? Why is culture important? I've read that culture is the lifeblood of a vibrant society. That culture consists of values, beliefs, attitudes, and behaviors which drives our decisions, our actions, and our performance. According to the UK Health and Safety Commission, a safety culture is the product of an individual and group values, attitudes, perceptions, competencies, and patterns of behavior that determine the commitment to and the lifestyle of proficiency of an organization's health and safety program. I've often said to many of you that are listening to this podcast that what you allow within your facility becomes your culture, which I still believe is true today. Your culture is ultimately reflected in the way that safety is managed in the workplace. How do I measure up then? And what characteristics make up a strong and excellent safety culture? In preparation for this episode, I have come up with 10 common characteristics that we need to adopt. First of all is communication. Communication is most effective when it comprises a combination of top-down and bottom-up interaction. What I mean is this. It is vital that all levels of management, senior, middle, and supervisory, clearly communicate to every colleague who carries out the company's mission. It is equally important that every colleague provide feedback about what is working and what doesn't work. Listening to both becomes the key to unlocking culture. Second is commitment. It is one thing to say that safety is a priority. It's another thing to show that it is. When it comes to culture of safety, Actions speak louder than your words. A lack of commitment, as demonstrated by action or the lack of action, comes across very loud and clear. Third is caring. Caring takes commitment to the next level. It involves showing concern on a personal level, not just making a commitment to an overall idea. Caring is about doing whatever is necessary to ensure colleagues return home safely every night. How colleagues are treated is a much stronger indicator of caring than what is said. Number four is cooperation. Safety works best when management and colleagues feel they are on the same team. Cooperation means working together to develop a strong safety culture. It means that there is no blaming when an incident occurs. Investigations are for finding the facts, 
not finding the faults. Fifth is coaching. It's difficult for everyone to remember everything required of them to maintain a safe working environment. Coaching then to each other, peer-to-peer, supervisor to colleague, and even colleague to management. Coaching involves a non-judgmental feedback for improvements and constructive suggestions. Disciplinary actions are sometimes necessary for repeated rule violators, but punishment is not and should not be the first action in a coaching culture. Number six is procedures. There should be documented and clear procedures for every task within your facility. Procedures not only prevent disagreement, but it also shows commitment. Procedures should be designed jointly by management and colleague to encourage improved cooperation, communication, and buy-in. Procedures also should be reviewed annually and updated as needed. Number seven is training. Training is a more formal documented process for ensuring that colleagues follow the safety processes and procedures. It's not enough to just read and sign a document when it comes to your training. Colleagues must have a clear understanding of that training provided and checked thoroughly through observation to ensure competence. Training must happen frequently for colleagues to feel prepared to safely perform their jobs. Eighth is tools. All equipment and tools must be in good repair, free from debris, and functioning as designed. Inadequate tools directly impact safety and protection while indirectly impact perception of our commitment. If we don't invest in appropriate PPE, good housekeeping practices, proper tools, and equipment maintenance, it sends a clear message that safety isn't important. Number nine is personnel. There must be enough colleagues to do each task safely. We should not sacrifice individual safety because of being understaffed. I get it. Our society today has made it tougher to find colleagues who want to work. However, there needs to be a balance with the colleagues that we currently have. Overtime, in time, brings fatigue. Fatigue leads to shortcuts, and shortcuts causes accidents. And lastly, number 10 is trust. Trusting in the safety program, trusting in the management team, trusting in each other is built when these characteristics are present and treated as a company-wide value. When these characteristics are present within your best-in-class culture, you benefit fewer actions, losses, and disruptions. You will improve colleague morale, 
increased productivity, lower work comps and insurance claims, improve on the reg- regulations, and a reputation that attracts not only new colleagues, but retains the existing ones. A strong safety performance is the cornerstone of our business. Again, when we use these characteristics and they come together to create a best-in-practice or best-in-class culture, everyone wins. Let me once again encourage you to use the smart safety practices in your workplace. Stop. Stop your coworker from completing an unsafe act. Mention. Mention to your coworker why you stopped him or her. Act. Act on the engagement of finding another solution. Review. Review the unsafe act again with the actions that were taken. And train. Train others in the resolution that was discovered. I hope that you've gained a safety skill today. If you know of anyone who could benefit from this episode, please pass it on. Safety is everyone's business.